For a limited time at Sprint, get $50 for each new phone you lease when you switch. That's right. You'll get $50 for each new phone on a prepaid MasterCard issued by MetaBank member FDIC. Just register for the card online and you're good to go. Get a network built for unlimited and a great price at Sprint. It's the best of both worlds. And get $50 on a prepaid MasterCard for each phone you lease. Visit a Sprint store this weekend only for sizzling Sprint Saturday deals. Card terms, conditions, and expiration apply. Blog Talk Radio. This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Sam Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast with the Solink Pride of the House. Yes, this is Franchise Today, and I'm Stan Friedman, welcoming you to Episode 5 of the 10th consecutive season of the Franchise Today podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 13th, 2019, a day early for our live listeners, but happy Valentine's Day greetings to all of you in the franchise world. And today, I also beg your forgiveness for something that was already brewing last week, but has since turned into a much more than normal gravelly voice as I've been fighting off and losing, I'm afraid, a winter winter cold or allergy assault. I'll work through it, though, and I hope you'll stick with us for today's program. Speaking of which, it's time for the Link Front of the House, where we take a quick look each week at some things making news or noise in franchising. On the news front, The convention is just a couple of weeks away, and the countdown is on for IFA's 59th annual convention at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. This year's convention will feature more than 50 educational sessions, concurrent learning sessions, summits, and networking events featuring dynamic keynote speakers that include Gary Virk and Barnerchuk, Carlos Ciarina, Patrick Sweeney, and more, plus This year's exhibit hall will be packed with nearly 400 suppliers providing products and services in support of sustainable growth, sustainable growth, and sensible franchising. That, of course, includes FRM Solutions. You'll find us without too much effort on aisle 500, booth 541 and 543. It's not too late to register if you've not already done so. You can find a link to the full agenda and registration information a bit later today on Franchise Today's Facebook page or at the IFA's homepage at franchise.org. Here's something that qualifies as both news and noise. It's about how much the extended joint employer standard has cost the U.S. economy annually. This according to a new IFA study. The study found that despite the robust jobs market of late, joint employer has led to 376,000 less job opportunities annually and has amazingly cost the U.S. economy more than $33 billion. Also, as part of the research, IFA, along with noted U.S. Chamber of Commerce economist Dr. Ronald Byrd, conducted more than 75 approximately one-hour-long interviews with franchise brand executives and franchise owners to determine the economic impact of the joint employer model. This groundbreaking research project is the first ever to actually interview franchise businesses in a statistically significant 
and economically sound way on the joint employer standard. You can find more on this story and links to the actual research today on our Facebook page at Franchise Today. Today, I'd also like to send hearty congratulations to some of our franchise brethren here in Atlanta, where the Southeast Franchise Forum has named a new chair and vice chairman and, and a new board member as well to its 11-member board of directors. Trey Doster, Franchise Development Director at Zaxby's, will lead Seth as its new chairman. Clarissa Bradstock becomes chair emeritus. And Charles Watson of Tropical Smoothie Cafe becomes vice chair. Honey Baked Ham's Vice President of Franchising, Horace Williams, also joins the board as a new member. For those of you unfamiliar with the Southeast Franchise Forum, it's a membership organization here in Atlanta that doubles as the Atlanta chapter of the IFA Franchise Business Network. In addition to Trey, Charles, Horace, and Clarissa, the CEF board consists of Rupert, Bartok, Rupert Barkoff of Kilpatrick, Stockton, and Townsend, Bill Bishop, of Grant Thornton, Dave Bridges at the Levitt Group, Rick Batchelor, CEO at Kigo, Eric Gagnon, franchisor at We Sell Restaurants, Catherine Rooks, General Counsel for Premium Franchise Brands, and yours truly, President of FRM Solutions. One more shout out about Charles, too, as Charles has something more to celebrate this week, this week as well. You see, Charles has been serving as interim CEO of Tropical Smoothie for the last few months. But recently, the board stripped him of that title as they concluded their executive search for a CEO. Well, they found that they concluded that, too, because the best man was already in the chair. So, Charles, congratulations on your new title as CEO, and um, we look forward to a great year of your contributions to us on the board of the Southeast Franchise Forum as well as to Tropical Smoothie for appointing you to the CEO seat. Lastly, in today's front of the house, high fives to Doherty Enterprises for donating more than $516,000 to the Wow a Friend Foundation, an initiative funded with money raised through voluntary employee contributions. The foundation provides emergency funds to members and their immediate families during emergencies or circumstances outside their control, such as natural disasters or unexpected medical emergencies. While Doherty Enterprises' name might not ring any bells for you, their brands certainly will because they are household names we all know and include Applebee's, Panera Bread, Chevy's Fresh Mix, and Quaker Steak and Lube, to name a few. And there you have it, the front of the house brought to you by Solink, providers of amazing technology that does for loss prevention what Apple and Android did for smartphones. They've made POS and security camera systems smarter whether you operate a single unit or a multi-unit empire, if you're the franchisor or executive of a retail or restaurant brand, and you're concerned with unit level economics, take my advice and learn more about Solink today. When deployed, Solink's technology captures instances of exceptional behavior at all your sites. This exceptional behavior can be good or bad. Either way, Solink records everything that goes on in the front and the back of the house, eliminating the need for the review of hours of tape to view these exceptions. Their technology captures it all and provides reports that direct your attention right to the specific video clips of those transactions. This gives you full visibility into every action and transaction at every site from any device on demand. Solink cuts through all the excess security footage taken by security cameras 
and makes it easy for you to keep your eye on the ball. This puts your current point of sale and camera systems on double duty, providing added value from existing point of sale cameras and other digital systems. No new cameras or hardware are required for Solink to work for you. And like I said, Solink catches it all, and you can catch them at booth 956 at the IFA convention or online at solink.com. Now, on to this week's featured guests. Today, I'm featuring a program that is one I've really been looking forward to for quite some time. I'm going to be talking today with three different executives at KeyBank, each responsible for different things, but all of whom are bonded by the need to do well by doing good. And you'll learn more about how that happens at KeyBank today. The first of these three individuals is a gentleman named Don Graves. Don is actually the newest member of the three that you'll hear from today on the KeyBank team and is also a recent returnee, if you will, to the private sector after 10 years in service to our country. I'm not talking about the military either. This time, we always think that when we say in service to our country, we're talking about veterans. Well, today, I'm talking about a guy who gave six years of his life to the White House. After four years in Treasury, Don also happens to be a personal friend of some 15 or 20 years, so we've got lots here to unpack. But before bringing Don in, let me begin with a little background on KeyBank and how all that we talk about today stands to make a profound impact on the IFA, its educational foundation, and IFA's membership. KeyBank is a top 20 bank headquartered in Cleveland, Ohio, serving retail, small business, corporate, and investment clients through more than 1,100 branches, 1,500 ATMs, and business offices in 39 states nationwide. Key's mission is to empower its clients, communities, and its employees to thrive. The path to financial wellness starts here. No matter who you are, where you are on your financial journey, or what barriers are ahead of you, KeyBank will keep you moving forward. So with that as a foundation, I now do bring in Don Graves, the first of three key, key executives that you'll hear from today as we talk about Key's commitment to franchising and the IFA Educational Foundation. Don, welcome to Franchise Today. And thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, it's a long time overdue. Um, I'm really honored to have you. I, you know, the audience doesn't know about the, the, the stress and strain sometimes of the friendship with somebody who's working in the White House and um, the difficulty. You know, it's not just like calling your friend at the end of the day and expecting to get an answer. So for you to carve <laughs> out some time today is just another testament to how happy I am to find you back in the private sector where we can do more uh, than we could ever do when it you know, bureaucracy tends to get in the way, right? That is exactly right. So, Don, that mission statement is pretty powerful. In fact, I think it's something that could have been written by you as a personal mission <laughs> statement. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, because that's how we met. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, that journey in, in terms of how we got together, and, and we'll push the tape forward from there to where we are today and what we're accomplishing moving forward with IFA. Sure. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll try to avoid uh, in, incriminating any incriminating stories, uh, uh, mutually assured destruction here. Um, so you're, you're right, Stan. I can't remember how many years ago it was, but suffice it to say it was a while back. Um, I was working uh, on some efforts to help 
grow opportunities for communities uh, across the country where uh, people didn't have possibility uh, of uh, creating or growing business or had a lot of difficulties getting there. Um, a lot of those communities were low and, and, and very low income communities. Oftentimes they were urban communities. And uh, a number of us were thinking about the ways that we could, uh, we could begin to, to find traction in communities. And we heard about some of the work that had been going on at the International Franchise Association and uh, that, that you, that you Stan, and, uh, and, and others had been leading with uh, uh, minorities and franchising efforts. And we thought, you know what? Uh, franchises are great because they reduce the risk. The, uh, a proven franchise concept uh, means that, that the risk associated with starting a small business is that much uh, less than it would have been otherwise. And if we can find ways to attract talented people uh, who uh, otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to, to start a, a business or, 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 or buy a franchise, if we, could, if we could construct a program that could make that work, we could really uh, do something in some of these communities. And, and so that's what, what led me to, uh, to you and, and the great work that, that you'd been doing for years uh, with the IFA and, and uh, whether it was at, uh, through through your work at Blimpy or 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 any of the other uh, franchises that that you'd been with, but uh, I, I I guess that from the from the first moment I knew, uh, I realized that we uh, had a shared vision for trying to help people uh, get into business uh, to to find their way to creating jobs and creating economic opportunity. Uh, that they wouldn't have otherwise, and that and that uh, that shared vision was going to lead us to to doing something really fun and creative. So that was, uh, I, like I said, I don't know how many years ago that was, but uh, but uh, it's been it's been great to be able to work with you in all those years since. It's been some fifteen at least, and maybe more, Don. I can't put the exact dial in place either, but I know it's been at least that long, and I know that back then. You were a private practice. You were a, a, a partner in a Washington, D.C. law firm. You were doing some lobbying, as I remember. Um, talk about the transition in your life, because I made some changes and changed shirts and brands a couple of times along the way, as, as some of us uh, want to, to do in the franchising world. But you made a big change. I got a call from you one day, and I was telling you about, I was telling you about a new job that I'd taken, and you were telling me about one that you'd taken. And I think he invited me and my new boss to come join you for lunch in uh, inside the U.S. Treasury building. Talk about what happened in your world that made that a fact. Sure. Well, uh, you're you're exactly right. I'd been in private practice for uh, for years and and uh, had worked with a number of businesses. Eventually, I, I uh, joined the Treasury Department uh, uh, staff and was working on issues related to small business. And uh, Secretary Geithner and President Obama uh, asked me to uh, uh, to become the Deputy Assistant Secretary for Small Business Community Development and Housing Policy, uh, which I immediately uh, agreed to take because it was going to give me the opportunity to build on all the things that, that 
uh, you and I had seen and worked on for all those years to uh, to bring to reality uh, some some uh, ways of supporting people in, in main, on Main Street, helping people uh, uh, revitalize their lives, own businesses, create jobs, uh, which would lead them to be able to own homes and and uh, send their kids to to school and all those the, the wonderful things that that so many of us take for granted. Uh, and so uh, it was it was in, in at that role at Treasury as Deputy Assistant Secretary. That uh, I was able to uh, to invite you and 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 your boss and and we began to have more conversations. Really, we, we began to scheme about things that we might be able to do together uh, uh, from inside the government. So a funny little story that sticks in my mind was my boss said, "Why would we want to go inside the Treasury to eat in the cafeteria?" You know, Don said you have to send social security numbers in, and I'll you know, I'll treat you guys to lunch inside the the treasury dining room. And my employer, who won't name nameless, um, gave me a, what are you kidding? Why would we want to go to the treasury and eat in that, you know, it'll be a cafeteria, it'll be institutional food. Why don't you invite your friend Don to come join us and we'll take him to either Capitol Grill or someplace, you know, outside and, and we'll treat him to lunch. So I called Don and suggested we do that, and Don said, well, you don't understand that I'm not allowed to be taken to lunch because I'm now on the government payroll. So I explained that back to my boss, and reluctantly he sends in his social, and I send in my social. And what do we get treated to but a five-star meal in an, in Tim Geithner's dining room, which had both he, my boss and me scratching our heads collectively and and looking Don sternly in the face and saying, help me understand this, Don. We can't take you to a meal outside at the Ebbett Grill or someplace close by the White House or the, the Treasury, but you can treat us to a meal like this. And Don explained, yeah, well, I am treating you to this meal. This is kind of like a country club. I sign chits and I get a bill at the end of the month. The government pays for none of this. Is that accurate as I'm recalling it, Don? That is, that is completely accurate. Uh, the, the, the staff, uh, we, we have the privilege of being able to, to eat uh, in that or had the privilege of being able to eat in the dining room. Mainly it's a, it's a, it's a way to al- allow folks who are, uh, are working just unbelievable hours to not have to leave Treasury and go out and get food, uh, but we have to pay for every single thing that, that, uh, that uh, you eat in, the, uh, in, in the, the dining room. So it was you know, it's, it was a special place. It, it's uh, some some would say, maybe even me, that the Treasury dining room is better than the uh, the White House mess. But uh, but the, the the food was great, and the company was even better. Well, I will, I will tell you, the company was always good, but the food it was exceptional, and the experience was. I mean, it was like if it was a, outside of the of the uh, the Treasury building, that would have been the equivalent of a five star restaurant. For sure, but you busted us for trying to tell you that uh, we didn't understand why you could pay for that, <laughs> or the government could pay for that. But we were <laughs> right. Set, we were we were set straight very quickly. It was a paradigm shift. It only took about ten or fifteen seconds for Don to uh, set in motion. So Don, back in those days when we first met, it was through a guy whose name I remember to be Jerry Boyle. Um, That's correct. Who was so you were doing work with Jerry Boyle and the. Uh, the Federal Reserve, and I think that it was through that that we met some common people in common, in fact, some of whom are 
have gone on to become more and more engaged in franchising. Uh, our friends at Bowfly, um, our friend Al Bathrick, great many people that were part of the public-private sector trying to find our way collectively into uh, doing well by doing good and making opportunities happen for people who would never otherwise think that they could afford a franchise or participate in a franchise. And um, and so what did the Federal Reserve do that was different than the Treasury? How did that how did they play in this space in similar ways, but under different banners? Well, the, the great thing about the, the, the Fed is that uh, they have an entire department that's devoted to, uh, to uh, helping focus on ways to grow communities and stabilize neighborhoods and, and giving people economic opportunities. And so Jerry, um, was able to, to help us with that connection and uh, has continued to do that work out of the Chicago Fed, um, finding ways to encourage banks to uh, engage in, in this work, financing small businesses that otherwise wouldn't get access to credit and capital, um, bringing together uh, organizations that, uh, that have uh, very different approaches, but uh, are all aligned in, in trying to achieve those same uh, end results. So uh, it was it was a lot of uh, it was it was really great to be able to work with the Fed, uh, and Jerry and, and the team there, uh, and and get connected to folks that uh, I you know I, I would not have uh, uh, probably ever met. I I don't know that I ever would have met you, Stan. Given our our very different careers, but uh, but who have an alignment in in the directions you want to go to to help people uh, you know live the best lives that they can that they can live and and see economic uh, and and family opportunity that uh, that uh, that they deserve but but uh, don't always get. So fast forward the tape in a, in a little bit of time, we could probably spend two hours just unpacking all the things that were common denominators between us and, and the excitement of your life uh, following your, your work at the Treasury Department, where I remember your first office there was, I think, in a sub, 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 sub basement. I remember going down <laughs> a long way to get to your office. But then, but then certain, a bright light kind of hit one day, and you were told that you're not only going to work for the, for the Treasury, but you were being asked to take on another assignment as well, which um, – as I remember a phone call, you told me that I'm, I'm not at the treasury anymore. I've been asked to move next door. And I'm thinking, where is next door? Well, <laughs> tell us about next door. What's next door, Don? Next door is uh, it's uh, a, a small house that's all white. Uh, it's at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Um, I, 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 got, uh, I got tapped uh, to, to work for President Obama um, and, and I'll give a quick story. I, I don't want to take up all the time uh, reliving past glory, but um, it, it, it actually ties into a little bit to, to Key Bank in Cleveland. Um, I uh, had been working with the president's staff uh, around ways that we could uh, find, uh, find pathways to create more businesses to support the growth of of business, this, these were in the fairly dark days uh, when we were just coming out of the uh, the Great Recession, and um, uh, he he I, I was told uh, that uh, I would needed to staff Secretary Geithner on a trip 
to Cleveland, where the president was going to be there, a number of other cabinet members were going to be there, focusing on the growth of small business. So I get a call the the day before the trip, and they said, uh, please cancel your, your plane reservation. Uh, the the uh, uh, president would like you to fly on his plane. So... The next day, I uh, find myself, uh, incredibly, uh, on Air Force One, flying to my hometown of Cleveland, of all places, uh, looking out the window of, the, of Air Force One, uh, and the president uh, walks into the cabin where I'm sitting. I, and they, instead of in the, in the far back of the plane where I thought I was going to be, they put me up front with Valerie Jarrett and Bill Daly and other folks, and in walks the president and turns to me and he says, Don, we're so glad that you're here with us today. Thank you for doing this. I'm so glad that you've agreed to, to run my jobs council. Uh, I would, needless to say, I was pretty shocked because I didn't know that I was going to be running his jobs council. Um, but uh, you can't say no to the president, particularly not on Air Force One, because you never know if Secret Service would throw you off the plane. Uh, <laughs> so uh, so uh, I, I got to come home to, to Cleveland in style as uh, the new head of his uh, Council on Jobs and Competitiveness and got to really dig deeper on ways that we could make it easier for for companies to, to, to thrive and grow, reducing regulations, providing additional funding and resources, uh, and, and, and supporting private sector efforts. And, of course, I, you know, the president leaves, the, leaves the, the cabin that I was in. I look out the window, and there's Cleveland, and there's uh, Key Tower out the window. So it's, uh, it's, it's sort of come full circle for me. Pretty amazing career path, Don. Not too many people can, can live those memories and, um, and have that kind of a trajectory in their career to enable that. You're listening to Franchise Today. I'm Stan Friedman, talking with Don Graves, soon to be talking with Barb Smith and Jim Fliss, all key executives with Key Bank. When we come back, we'll continue with Don and bring Barb and then Jim into the conversation. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsor. This segment of Franchise Today is being brought to you by the Franchise Foundry, where Paul Segreto and his team have been bringing emerging brands to market for more than 30 years, providing the guidance and wisdom needed to assure sustainable growth as they build out their brands. They achieve this by both coaching and consulting their clients, delivering more effective solutions for both the franchisor's corporate team as well as their franchisees. Practical, hands-on experience and expertise is what the Foundry provides for their clients in general business management, operational and change management, digital marketing, and of course, franchise recruitment and development. To learn more about how the Franchise Foundry can take your brand to the next level, pay them a visit at www.franchisefoundry.com. And Franchise Today is produced and presented each week by FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM enables real-time business intelligence, communication, and collaboration between all members of the franchisor's team and their prospective and existing franchisees. This empowers your team to simply and seamlessly track, access, and manage all communications to and from prospective and existing franchisees, including text messages, 
Legal and compliance is simplified too with FRM's document management and even site visits can be digitally facilitated and scored using FRM. Make today the day you give FRM a look and assure that all your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including texts, are being permanently tracked and archived in candidate and franchisee records. FRM even provides state-of-the-art digital experiences for your prospective franchisees, replacing old-style virtual brochures. No long-term contracts, multiple upgrades each year. No excuses, just solutions. Look for us at FRM's booth at the IFA convention, 541 and 543. And of course, you can always find us online at frmsolutions.com. So Don, to round it out before I bring Barb into the conversation, you had a six-year run at the White House. You ran the jobs panel for the president. You became a senior advisor. What was your full title for Vice President Biden? I was his uh, policy director. Policy director. And good friend, I guess, as the years went by, right? Yes. He, uh, he's, he's something of a, of a big brother to me at this point. Well, whether he runs for president or not, I'm sure you won't tell us about that today. So we're not going <laughs> to kind of shift, shift gears and tell us about 2020. But maybe we'll bring you back for another conversation about that at another time. Tell us, coming out of the, uh, the tenure at the White House after six years in the, in the public eye and in the fishbowl, uh, you wind up now back in private sector life and, um, and affiliated with key banks. So let's transition back to key and how that happened. And with that, we'll bring Barb in right behind that. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you that um, when, when you come out of working at a place like, uh, like the White House and, and Treasury, um, you're, you, you're sort of biased as to the types of places that, that you should work. And uh, Stan, you've known me for for years, and I think you know that um, I, I was not going to work for a, a company that I didn't believe in, and uh, so I was I was looking at a lot of different options, and happened to get reconnected with folks that I had known for a long time at KeyBank, um, who said, you know, what have you thought about bringing your career to to Key and 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 back home to Cleveland? which I hadn't really thought about doing, but the more that I thought about it, the more that it made sense. The, 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 the culture at Key is really the thing that, 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 that allowed me to, to come home. It's, um, it's different from a lot of other institutions, and, and some may say, well, you know, that's, that's good. those are good talking points, but the, we have it right in, in our, our mission. Uh, it's helping clients and communities thrive. Uh, and you look at uh, at what Key does. Uh, we're we're the northern tier of the U.S. Our retail footprint, basically, from uh, from Maine to Alaska, uh, and and we don't we don't get to cherry pick the best markets in the country. We have markets that have challenges, just like uh, just like people out in the, the rest of the country. They people have challenges in their lives, and if KeyBank was going was going to succeed then Key really had to make good on helping both clients and communities thrive. Because if your community, community doesn't thrive, then the clients aren't going to thrive. And if the clients aren't going to thrive, then the bank certainly wasn't going to thrive. And, and it sort of took that approach to its core, cre- creating shared value uh, for our clients, our communities, our shareholders, our employees. And 
that's what really brought me back to the bank. They, they, uh, the, the bank asked me to, to be the head of corporate responsibility and community relations, basically doing what I've been doing all along, trying to find ways to make it easier to help, uh, help people get access to resources that they wouldn't otherwise have and helping communities to, to thrive and grow. So uh, the, the good thing for me is that it, the, the bank, had, uh, for those that follow financial institutions, know that we get, uh, we get rated on a regular basis on our community reinvestment uh, activities. And I think we're the only bank in the country, certainly the only large bank uh, that's been rated by the OCC, the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, our, our regulator, as being as having an outstanding CRA rating since the the very beginning of uh, the Community Reinvestment Act, uh, so only uh, only a very small percentage of banks uh, get an outstanding rating, uh, one or two or three percent, something like that. Um, so I, I knew that this was the right institution for me, and and it was proven out by the folks that I met here. Uh, Barb and, and Jim, uh, uh, amongst a whole range of others who are really focused on uh, helping us to, to find ways to, to support communities and, and create uh, opportunities for them. And before we bring Barb in, Don, let's just briefly touch on the commitment that KeyBank is making to the franchising space over the next three years. And, and what that means and what that looks like for both the Educational Foundation and for KeyBank. I'll talk volumes about what it means for the Educational Foundation, but talk to me about KeyBank's interest in this commitment. Well, we, KeyBank made a, a, a commitment a couple years ago uh, when, we, uh, when we acquired First Niagara uh, Financial Group um, that we were going to, to commit – um, you know, billions of dollars, $16 billion to low and moderate income communities all across the country. Um, importantly, $2.5 billion of that uh, is to go to support small and growing businesses. We also committed $175 million of, uh, of philanthropic investments. That, that, that commitment is a five-year commitment, and we're about two and a half years through it. Um, but what we said, what we thought about was how can we make good on that commitment around uh, small businesses in low-income communities, moderate-income communities? What would be the easiest way to, to begin to do that? And immediately, I thought of franchising. KeyBank Key has been in the franchising space uh, for a while, but we've never had a, a strategic, systematic approach like we do now to working with franchisees and franchisors. And uh, we thought, well, fran like I said earlier, franchise uh, companies are, are less risky. Uh, the concepts are, are proven. And if we can, uh, do the, if we can bring the, the credit and capital to bear, we can help grow franchise companies all across these low and moderate income communities uh, uh, around the country. So uh, that's when I, I started talking with Jim and, and Barb and, and other folks here about it. And we said, let's not just say that we're going to do this and go sort of hat in hand to, uh, to, the, to the franchise concepts around the country. Let's actually put our money where our mouth is. So we're committing uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars 
to the franchise, the IFA Foundation, uh, uh, and uh, expect that this is just the beginning of our commitment to the to the IFA's foundation and to the franchising industry as a whole. Uh, really, because we wanted to make sure that that uh, we were able to get the type of research, the type of uh, programmatic support that uh, that folks, the, the seminars, the training that folks need in communities to be able to successfully own and operate uh, franchises uh, in, in in markets across the country. So so we we couldn't be more excited about uh, the the partnership with with the IFA. Uh, our our investment in uh, community low and moderate income communities and and the the ways that we think that we can help to expand the franchising industry to places that that uh, it, it had never gotten to before. So KeyBank's commitment to IFA is one hundred and fifty thousand dollars over three years to help educate and communicate and help those who hear a message that says, "Hey, own your business and own your life." And that person hears that message on a radio spot and thinks, well, you must be talking to somebody else. You can't be talking to me. I, could, you know, I can't even afford to take my family out to a family of five for, for a meal at a franchise, much less own one. But the truth is, is that not all franchises require a million dollars to own them. And we need to better communicate and educate those in low and moderate income markets that, yes, you can break out of the chains of dependency and you can own your business and own your life, and you can come to programs that will be sponsored by KeyBank to help uh, spread that word and to help members of those communities uh, create jobs instead of dependency uh, on government services or on other things to living paycheck to paycheck themselves. So it's a beautiful thing that you're doing, and it's a great place that it's happening, and I continue to learn more and more about KeyBank. I found out that not only was there Don, but there's more than Don going on at KeyBank. And to that end, it's time to bring on Barb Smith. Smith, Barb Smith's career in banking happened almost by accident. After earning a degree in education, she was looking for a teaching position when she accepted a job as a bank teller. She discovered that she could still experience the joy of teaching and make a meaningful difference just in a different way. Education, both learning and teaching, has always been a real drive for Barb. She's been fortunate to learn through experience, having held nearly every position in banking, from teller to district leader to senior leader, helping people, helping her clients, helping her key associates alike. That's her passion. As the director of the Key for Women program, Barb spends her day focused on how KeyBank can help women reach their financial goals. Key for Women is a women-focused initiative that provides insight tools, and support to female entrepreneurs and leaders. Barb, welcome to Franchise Today. Hey, thanks, Dan. So happy to be here with you. So I found I found it amazing when I just discovered that KeyBank had an initiative like this and that, um, you know, in the world of franchising, female entrepreneurship represents some of the strongest driving growth that franchising has seen from the 80s and 90s uh, not so much. From the late 90s and into the turn of the millennium, we see some of the most significant growth in franchise businesses being impacted by women in the C-suite and women who are buying franchises either on their own or women who are participating, not just supporting their husbands or spouses, but participating 
in the franchise businesses. Some of the, the biggest companies and, and greatest franchise concepts, there are so many of them that have franchise or uh, representation in the C-suite, many of them second generation. I think of one company in particular, Two Men in a Truck, uh, Mary Ellen Sheets began that company. Who'd have thought that a woman would have started a moving company and then handed to the second generation of her children um, and her daughter, uh, Melanie Bergeron, not only became the CEO of Two Men in a Truck, but then became the chairwoman of the International Franchise Association. And she's one of a few. She's not the only one. So it's been an incredible thing to see women rising up in the franchising space and then to learn that there was this Key for Women program at Key Bank almost floored me. So talk to us a little bit about how that initiative works and what kind of services it provides, of course, above and beyond franchising, but tell us about Key for Women. Well, Fred, uh, Stan, you're right. Um, Women-owned businesses themselves are growing each and every day. So every day, over a 1,000 net new women-owned businesses are opened up. They uh, they account for about 45% of all businesses across our are, uh, are the United States, and they employ over 9 million people. So um, it's, it's a growing segment. It's a, um, a very, very successful segment. Matter of fact, if we look back to the recession and we look at the growth rate of women-owned businesses versus their male peers, um, you would see that um, during that time, uh, it, during those years, women-owned businesses grew at a rate of five times faster than their male counterparts. So so there's something there. Um, at key, um, back to some of Don's comments and, and our commitment to making communities thrive, um, we, we, we not only, um, you know, are, are committed, but we walk the walk and talk the talk. Our, our CEO and chairman is one of the only uh, female CEOs and chairman of a top 20 bank. We have about 65% of our employee population as women, 55% of those sit in management positions. So um, we are definitely committed to um, seeing uh, how we can help uh, women in their journey to financial confidence. And, and, and honestly, Stan, that's the challenge uh, that, that women face is that often they, they deal with unconscious bias when it comes to um, finding resources for, fin- for for tools for financing. They also have their own challenges and their own um, insecurities when it comes to that because so often they're left off, off the conversation around the table, around finances, or they don't even see themselves, just like many of your franchisee owners don't see themselves in a position where they could actually run a business, right, and that they could actually own and, and really make a difference in not only their communities, their 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 family, but then, you know, also others' lives and, and support others. So we are committed to advocating, connecting, and empowering women on their journey to financial confidence, and um, Key for Women is how we do it. What I found equally as exciting as I learned more about the IFA was the Women's Franchise Committee and their networks, and along with their vision and mission, um, we uh, it, it was almost like I wrote the vision and mission. Um, it, it's just so well connected, and um, I, I'm very excited and thrilled to be uh, to be partnering with the, the women's committee. 
And so KeyBank will be represented well at the IFA convention in about two weeks. Um, Barb is also going to be sponsoring the Women in Franchising Leadership Luncheon, which precedes the opening gavel of the convention. And so those of you who are interested in learning more about the KeyBank Women, Women Initiative should definitely attend that lunch. You probably already registered for that luncheon because that's who's going to be in the room, all the women who are leaders in franchising and those men who want to be around that power base of women in franchising. So, Barb, congratulations for being a part of that, and thank you on behalf of IFA for sponsoring that luncheon and for being at the convention along with Don's group, uh, Eric Fiala, and with uh, Jim Fliss and his group, and we're going to be bringing Jim in in just a minute to talk, too, about how, you remember, Kia is a for-profit company. Uh, we've been talking about all the do well by doing good, and this first 40 or so minutes has been all about doing good, but we've got to talk, too, about the doing well part. It pays the bills, right? Right, so absolutely. we're going to... We're going to discuss that too. And Barb, I want you to tell women in the audience um, before we bring Jim in um, how they can get involved with Key for Women. It's a membership organization, isn't it? Can not women join and become part of a community? Well, we invite both men and women to join. We we like our male allies just as much as we like our women as well. But <laughs> anyone can join. You don't have to be a client of Key. Um, you can you could be a prospect, and we we encourage everyone to join. It's easy to do. All you have to do is go out on key.com forward slash women and um, hit the register button and fill in a little bit of information, you're registered, and bi-weekly you'll receive uh, information and content around um, e either training topics, around leadership, uh, things to uh, success stories, lots of different items that we, we provide there. Um, if you are a Key for Women client, though, we also offer uh, or your client and your Key for Women member, we off also offer some uh, webinars and, and training uh, that, that will be accessible to you. Uh, but we also have within our markets and our networks, just like the Women's Committee has their own networks, we have our own communities in each of our markets um, that put on seminars and bring in leaderships. And we really encourage networking and the great thought leadership that happens and the B2B that happens at those meetings. So um, that's, that's how we bring it to life, Stan. We're going to be bringing a whole new universe of opportunity to Key for Women with the IFA's entrepreneurship from those in business, from the women in franchising, and I'm sure – you're going to be doing the same in reverse, bringing an awful lot of new resource to the women in franchising in the IFA. Barbara, can't thank you enough. And please stay with us as I add the last piece of the puzzle. By the way, Barb, unlike Don, is a lifer at Key Bank. I believe, if I'm correct, she's been with Bank for 22 years. And as I said, she's worked her way through every position to the current role she's playing today. Third piece of the puzzle is Jim Fliss who I welcome back to Franchise Today. You'll recall Jim joined us a couple of weeks ago to give insights to the impact that the government shutdown was having on SBA loans. Jim is Senior Vice President and National SBA Manager for KeyBank, responsible for growing SBA revenue and profitability across Key's national footprint. This includes strategy development, management of direct sales force and sales support functions, loan closing department and capital market loan sales. Additionally, 
Jim is responsible for marketing, PR, and government relations in D.C., as well as the end-to-end project management and plays a critical role in talent acquisition and team building by leveraging his vast network of national industry contacts. So, Jim, welcome back to Franchise Today. Dan, great to be here. Jim, until now, we've been focused on the doing good piece, but let's hone in now on doing well and how the experiences of applicants and borrowers are not a one-size-fits-all piece and how not all SBA lenders are the same. Give us some insight about the SBA side of KeyBank. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, We've been active, an active SBA lender for over 20 years now, Stan, Um, and active in the franchising space as well. In fact, we've went to over 200 brands uh, since our inception and 85 different brands over the last three years. And we've made a real commitment to this uh, by, by, you know, developing an infrastructure that supports uh, end-to-end, from sales to closing, uh, to support around um, PLP lending. And we've had some real real success. Um, we've ascended into the top 10 in the country, so uh, SBA 7A lending. We've grown as fast as anyone in the country. So when we think about franchising and going national, it is sort of a, a natural extension. And um, so talk – Talk about the going national piece because your intention is to be able to uh, to service people in all 50 states through uh, brands that are that are uh, certified by Key as brands that they would work with. Is that correct? That's correct. We've done. Um, we started with the the, the universe of, of franchise brands and looked at the ones that best align with us from a risk perspective and a growth perspective. But we feel we can service the broad franchising communities, whether it's a, a refi or a real estate purchase or even a, a change of ownership. That's in our wheelhouse. Um, it could be startup or even an expansion or a multi-unit location. But even beyond SBA, Stan, uh, we feel like we've got good, um, good solutions to brought, provide ease, value, and expertise to our clients, whether it's a conventional loan or a client needs treasury services or merchant services or even capital markets, we can provide a holistic solution to our clients above and beyond our success in SBA. So SBA lending, I mean, how many SBA lenders are there out there, Jim? How big is that universe? There's about 1,800 lenders in the country, Stan. Um, and currently we're, we're number 10 in the country. And number they're not all banks or... How does that work? No, there's Some banks the and, and non-bank lenders. Um, the banks and non-bank lenders. So this is about what, what a $25 is the, billion, dollar, when we talk about the SBA business, it's about a $25 billion industry. Wow. So who are you looking to meet at the IFA? Because you talk about what you're going to be doing and who's going to be joining you at the convention as you guys are going to have a booth in the, in the trade show. What's your goal for this convention, Jim? Well, we would love to meet as many um, franchisors uh, as possible, um, franchisees that are interested, uh, vendors that support the industry. Really, the entire franchising community uh, we're looking to to build and establish relationships with, and we're looking to see those that uh, we've worked with well over the years. And who's coming with you? Who's going to be on the team that's going to be in the booth representing KeyBank? Well, we will have uh, Eric Fiala from our, uh, our, our corporate foundation, uh, myself, uh, my counterpart on the conventional lending side, uh, Kevin Rask, 
as well as Barb Smith and Colleen Durgate from, from her team. At Kiefer, Kiefer and, of course, the, the primary focus, of course, is the point of entry is helping franchisors um, know that they've got the power of, of a bank behind them so that when a qualified candidate pre- presents himself to the brand, that they can feel confident that they can get them financed and capitalized for their SBA loan. Um, KeyBank, though, offers much more than just SBA financing. So just a quick touch, Jim, an opportunity for a shameless plug-in commercial. Um, what else will Key be able to do for those franchisors that it does business with that go above and beyond SBA loans, which maybe others can't do as well? Yeah, we can we can provide conventional financing solutions for borrowers that are a little bit stronger. So um, a, a franchisee that owns um, a handful of locations and has, has sort of grown to a revenue and profitability size, um, sort of outgrown SBA. Uh, we've got those solutions. Uh, the complete suite of treasury products, um, cash management, um, merchant processing, and then those that um, have even more sophisticated needs. So the, the franchisors that need um, subordinated debt or equity injections or even those that would consider taking their brand public. Uh, so really from a startup all the way to an IPO. Uh, and everything in between we've got covered. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you at the IFA. We're looking forward to the impact that KeyBank is going to be making on the franchise community as the word gets out to the level of communication and information that's going to be available, research provided, uh, things that you're going to do to let the franchise world know that you're not just here to be a company that is selling into franchising, if you will, as so many vendors come to this, this space thinking you can do that. Um, it doesn't work. This is relationship business. And you guys, as Don said earlier, putting your money where your mouth is, you've certainly done that. And, um, and the IFA and its educational foundation and membership will all be uh, the beneficiaries of your generosity and your commitment to the franchising space. I'm going to ask us to round out the hour here before time is up uh, by telling the audience, each of you, how if they wanted to get in touch with you before convention, um, how would they go about doing that? And, Don, let me start with you. Well, the easiest way to reach me is is via email uh, because I can access that regardless of where I am in the country. Uh, My email address is don, D-O-N, underscore, Graves, G-R-A-V-E-S, at KeyBank.com. Thank you, Don. And Barbie? Okay, I was just going to jump in, Stan. Sorry about that. And for me, it's the same way. Email is the best way. And it's Barb underscore Smith at KeyBank.com. And I am James underscore Fliss, which is spelled F as in Frank, L-I-S-S as in Sam, also at KeyBank.com. My phone number is area code 216-813-7793. Thank you, Jim. And thank all of you for your participation in this initiative with the IFA. Thank you for your time spent with me here today. Um, Proud to be affiliated with the IFA's Educational Foundation and its Diversity Board 
and supplier board and would be most proud to be introducing Barb and Jim and, and Eric and others who are in attendance at the convention to my peers and contemporaries on the boards of IFA, board members itself, as well as the Educational Foundation Diversity and, uh, and get you guys as ensconced as possible into these waters that you're going to be swimming in. And I can't thank you, Don, enough for bringing KeyBank and the IFA and franchising together. Until next time, next week at, on Wednesday at noon, I'm Stan Friedman wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising. And until then, Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solution, providing fast and class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes. For a limited time at Sprint, get $50 for each new phone you lease when you switch. That's right. You'll get $50 for each new phone on a prepaid MasterCard issued by MetaBank member FDIC. Just register for the card online and you're good to go. Get a network built for unlimited and a great price at Sprint. It's the best of both worlds. And get $50 on a prepaid MasterCard for each phone you lease. Visit a Sprint store this weekend only for sizzling Sprint Saturday deals. Card terms, conditions, and expiration apply. The all-new Toyota RAV4 asks, what if? What if your ride was refined and rugged at the same time? Introducing a car that's got style and substance to spare. The all-new RAV4 Limited, featuring a sophisticated, muscular new exterior and available options like a premium JBL audio system and panoramic roof. The all-new RAV4 Limited. Toyota, let's go places. JBL and Clarifier, registered trademarks of Harmon International Industries Incorporated.